For whitetail hunters like us, the mid to late season, or the rut, can be miserable if you don't have the right clothing. You're sitting out there all day long, cold, you're not moving a whole lot. But new in 2019, First Light's Solitude System is the perfect insulated soft shell clothing system for tree stand and tree saddle hunters. Whether worn on its own or combined with some other pieces from First Light, this kit offers versatility for the whitetail hunter. One of the things we like best about this system is the kit link pass-through pocket. Basically, you put the jacket on, you can zip these pockets down, and you can actually reach into the bibs fleece line chest muff pocket to warm your hands up and access all the items you've got stored in there. To learn more about First Light's new solitude system, head over to their website, firstlight.com. So we've been partnered with Steerka Optics for a while now. We can't say enough good things. The glass is awesome. The warranty is the best in the industry. Check these guys out, steerkastrong.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Boga Hunting Podcast. We know we left you hanging a little bit last week, so I wanted to resume the uh, story of Jared and Mark's rutcation hunt. Really, was it your first or second hunt of the entire trip? Was that second? Depends on how you break it down, I guess. It was. Do you call it a hunt? Yeah, we had a full day of scouting followed by a very unsuccessful morning sit. Yeah, got skunked. Oh, sure. So, okay. So, really, third if you count scouting as a hunt. Because you go out and then you. This we thing did happened. have a bow with us, so I guess technically yeah. we're going to call it a hunt. It felt like the first hunt. Yeah. So, so where we left off, Mark was sleeping, of course. Well, a little, to a little. Give a little recap. Why don't you give Leading a recap, up. Jared? Yeah, a little recap. Giving up. Decided to do a river float that ended up taking much longer than anticipated. So we decided to bag it. I was very frustrated when you said that, by the way. I never told you that. That made me very – I was frustrated. I don't know why. I could hear it. I'm like, you're – in my text voice? I'm like, you guys – you told me it was No, I minutes. called you. Oh, yeah, you, you did call I called me. you and said, hey, this is going to take a lot longer than expected, but either we come up back to camp – And walk the tea and, – And walk back down – or you guys just go out and do your own thing, take the truck, and don't worry about us. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know. We're two miles from camp at this point. Yes. Yeah. Two? That two. would have sucked to carry that freaking boat that whole way. Yeah. That's a heavy boat. And I was just like, do I wait? I don't. I don't know what they want me to do. What the right thing to do is. So I'm like, yep. you know what? We're here to hunt. Yep. I'm so gonna go hunt. I just said go. We'll figure things out. Didn't so see shit that night. Mark and I decided. I guess we're just gonna burn the day. We're just gonna spend getting intel. So we pushed up to the magical field that we thought was gonna be awesome. Yeah. Ended up being way higher than we want to be able to climb yep. in one. I guess prep into a hunt. So we started moving around some ridge tops to get maybe to a glassing point. We could view the entire area. Ended up not working. So now we're moving back down the ravine to a draw. And we're just gonna set up there on a pinch point. Well, you guys, set, you guys are fixing the setup down there. I didn't. I thought you guys no. were just chilling. No, no, no. It was it was not a setup. It was okay. just like, it hey, was, let's you consider putting your butt on the ground. <laughs> yeah. A setup. Then it was a setup, but that was it. <laughs> we kind of just moseyed down this ravine and yeah. finally got almost to the very bottom. And just like you just want to sit here. I wish <laughs> you could see how pathetic Jared's face is right now <laughs> because that's that's how it looked. It was just like. Is this good enough? Yeah. Good. Uh, let's just, sure let's just pull this up right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we sit Today down. Sucks. Almost, <laughs> <laughs> it was almost just like in a little dip. Yep. Like just a little impression. In a hillside. Yep. Leading so, into a very narrow draw. But yeah. there was a creek running through there. So yep. it was like flat down there in yep. between the two ravines. But anyway, yeah, so we finally get there and we just sit down and Mark pulls up behind a tree with a tree to his back. He takes a little nap. Five um, minutes. How long did you nap? Five. 
Like a five minute. You were any hardly. A, you didn't even get to rem. That's all I need. Yep. I'd give it a ten. Was you it give 10? it a ten? I would say a, a good ten minutes. Oh, okay. okay. Interesting. Some Maybe some a lot. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't <laughs> the one napping. I bet your five minutes probably felt real quick. Yeah. But I, anyway, five to ten minute nap. And out of the corner of my eye, I was awake at this point. Yep. Back awake. I'm back awake. We. I looked up the draw and I see a buck chasing a doe, crashing through. Right. So I said, "Okay, Mark." He goes, "I see it." I'm like, "That's a buck." He goes, "I know." <laughs> <laughs> I know. Then, so, and they take off the opposite side of the draw and go out of range. Out oh, of so distance. You, they were gone. That was just gone. A, a split second. Couldn't view see them at all. Yep. They were out of sight for probably another five minutes. Really? I see, that's so. something I did not know. Yeah. I didn't know they were out of sight for that long. I would have said a little shorter than that, but, okay. but it was it was maybe a bit. it seemed longer. It what? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it, it was our was. first burst of excitement yeah, on the entire like, tr- dude first yeah. two days. It <laughs> yeah. was like rut action. Yeah, yeah, right, this right. is what this we came for. Finally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then we hear some crashing again, and all of a sudden this doe is coming back down almost the same way she went up. But now she has two bucks trailing. So her. you didn't move at all during this time. You stayed where no. you were. I got up in a little bit, and you okay. know, you but yeah, I'm just saying you didn't go closer. closer. No, yeah. still the same spot. So here comes this doe with two bucks trailing her, crosses down low, and is actually kind of quartering to us. Yeah, comes across the creek and up on our side of the ravine. Okay, at a full trot. Uh yeah, full trot. I don't, I don't do much ground hunting. We were fully exposed, yes. like simply kneeling. In this little tiny divot in the side yeah. of the, mm-hmm. the hill. And no cover in front of us. None. We couldn't even, I mean, really tell what we were looking at yet as far as, like, antler size. Mm-hmm. or It was just full-on hot and heavy rut action. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. So at that point, as soon as she crossed that creek and came up on our side, I'm up on my knees now. You're, I'm you're getting ready. Alert. Yep. I've got my I bow I think up. you had drawn. Way you, too soon. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? But they were coming at us so fast. So you don't know. That's a good call. You never would have been able to draw. Yeah, that no. was a good call. I would have done the same thing, although I couldn't. As hold soon my as they went into on. the valley and disappeared, the three yep. deer, you came. If I remember correctly, you came to draw. Yep. Because you weren't going to get an opportunity to draw mm-hmm. once they came up, because they were facing straight at us. Mm-hmm. So now they're up on our side, our almost immediate height on the ridge as well. Yeah. And they turn towards us and start heading straight running at us. At us. Straight <laughs> at us. The doe comes up. Takes a quick pause at maybe 10 yards away. Yep. She sees us. She sees us. Doesn't give a crap. She's and being chased. She's fi- yeah. She's being chased. The bucks are just grunting like havoc behind her. Yeah, I heard him. I'm heard still him at full video. draw. She then proceeds to go right in front of me, five yards, and the buck right behind her is at five yards. And I saw that he had at least three on one side. And so in my head goes, all right, I'm going to shoot him. He comes within five <laughs> yards on a run, and I smoked him. So you shot a buck, a running buck. How how many points did it turn out to be? It was an eight. Eight-point buck. Yep. R- what was behind it? What was the size of that buck? That was a spike. Yeah, a spike. It was a spike buck. It, it wasn't a uh, salad tosser? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> he was he was totally the confused teenager. He had no clue <laughs> no what clue. he was doing. He actually came closer but, than that doe. Really? Oh, I yeah. didn't see that. No, you didn't, but he came up like closer. He had this look on his face of, why am I running? And <laughs> hey, guys, wait up. That's Jared in high school. I don't know what I should do, but I know I like it. <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, smoked the buck five yards away. He On the run, he, he didn't actually phys- totally stop. He did you not stop at And you all. hard shot him. It went, bat, bat. Bah! <laughs> right when you shot it, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty amazing. Yep, and he runs. Pretty amazing footage. 
than Mark. Yeah, got we on did that. get out uh, that on camera. Yeah, somehow. Yeah, I yeah, can't believe you did. Crazy. And in focus, it looks great. I, I'm excited to see what we're gonna do with that. So you smoke him. He goes down. He goes down about 40 yards away from us. That ended up being about five feet from the river's edge, making it easy. You would easy. Think. <laughs> Easy takeout yep. that we thought. But after the shot, we hear more crashing. Yep. And look off the same path that those deer had come down. Yep. Comes an even bigger eight. <laughs> That's why I should have been there. Yeah, <laughs> you should have. You're a ground hunter. It would have <laughs> been perfect for you. I'm, I would have known what to do. And he actually comes up on our same side as well, but turns the other way and starts going almost back up the draw. Did he see you? Oh, he was on the exact same course. Yeah, he was. As the other ones, and he immediately saw us when he came over mm-hmm. the draw. He didn't have he, he didn't have the heat of the moment. No. Yeah, right. He, he didn't have chasing. a hot doe right in front. He was just following that estrus trail. But then he did turn away. Right. Because then I, like, rustled some leaves, and he immediately snapped and looked back towards our direction. Oh, that's right. That's right. Just took my hand down and just rustled some leaves real quick, like, twice in a row. Just <laughs> And he looked over, and then he actually went up, I guess, higher than us, mm-hmm. and then was, like, staring directly at us, and he, he busted us right there. Right. So he took off, but, yeah, that was... So was there, was there, when you... You shot that Lillard buck, and you saw that big buck coming. What went through your head? Honestly, a lot of things went through my head at that point, one of which, which had never happened to me before, was regret. Yes, a little bit of regret because there's so much preparation that goes into these big hunts. You plan for months. You you take time to scout. You are on site. You take time away from your family. You got a guy filming you. You've got a guy filming you, which it just puts a lot of pressure. Right. To have everything be done in that moment and at that. So early on. So early on to not have it be that, you know, that huge buck or like that huge experience. It was. Getting the full experience. It was so fast. Yes. It was happened so fast and so quick afterwards, you know, after we came up on the buck. So much was going through my mind. Yeah. That it was just hard to comprehend. Like your hunt's now over. Right, because it's one one tag. Yep, one tag. One buck. So like when we got up there, it's like Mark, I need a second. Like I just I gotta I gotta soak this all in a second. Like this is you weren't like jumping around. No, like it it like I said, this had never happened to me before. Yep. And I should be I should have been completely ecstatic that you know you got it done on like the first full day we were actually hunting. Right. In such a cool encounter. In yeah, a cool amazing. encounter. And, the and, footage speaks for itself. And I just I didn't have it. Like it wasn't there. And it it sucks to say that. Because so many great experiences happen, and you want to be able to experience that. But, like, it didn't – I don't know. It just didn't hit me. It was hard. It was hard. So, you so kinda, it, was, it was very different, which is it's, – it's hard to explain in a way that I want to. So you had a week to reflect on yeah. that moment, I would imagine. You I did, yeah. That was, a, that was a long – it was a long night, but in a long kind of walk back, too. Yeah. Tough. It, and, again, I, it's hard to explain what, what, why I was feeling that. Because you're feeling all those a lot of emotions when you kill anything, right? Right. You feel the joy, the regret, the you know the you're in awe of what happened. You're kind of respecting the <laughs> animal, but then you're adding a different layer which you've never had before, which is all this preparation. You've got people looking at you. You got a lot going on. Yeah. So it was it was an emotion emotional roller coaster that I'd never experienced before. But before we move on, I wanted to take a minute to thank one of our show sponsors, Pelican Coolers. These coolers are extremely tough and backed by a lifetime warranty. 
But what I like most about our coolers is that as tough as they are, they can be opened with the push of a button. So it'll keep the bears out, but you won't have any trouble getting in. And it gets even better. Right now, if you type in pelicancoolers.com slash hotboga, you'll get a free tumbler with the purchase of any cooler. And we all use the uh, 32 ounce tumbler and it does an amazing job at keeping hot drinks hot for a very long time and cold drinks cold for a very long time. I'm going to do something maybe a bit unusual or something that I haven't done yet, but I'm going to throw out a James D. Guarantee, which is something I don't just toss around willy-nilly. I'm going to James D. Guarantee that if you buy one of these coolers, you'll have the best cooler experience you've ever had, and you'll be changed as a person for the better. Your life will be totally different from here on out. So don't take my word for it. Go check them out for yourself, pelicancoolers.com slash hotboga. And now, back to our show. What's your now that you've had a little bit of time to reflect on it? Now, what's your take on the whole thing? Has it changed? Yeah, absolutely. Like, and now that I look at it, it's like that was awesome. Yeah, that was it was quick. It was a good ethically clean shot for being on the run, which yeah. is well, it wasn't totally on the run. Like for people that are going to get upset, not a you. run. Like it, was, it wasn't like he was full up blown. No, he no. did a pause before he dropped yeah, into it the was a great shot for yes. a millisecond. Yeah, yes. it was a, it was seriously a great great shot. You you did, you did great with that. Yep, he he died very quickly. Uh, and we re- recovered him, which we'll go into in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> the death march. Yeah. But, yeah, after looking at it again, I, I can't be happier. Yeah. Like, it was awesome. It was all public land kill. Never on been a place there before. we'd never been to with a good shot and some good camera footage. But I think that pursuit, as we talked about on the way out of the woods mm-hmm. that night, you know, so much of this is the pursuit. We're all seeking out, obviously, the kill. Yep. That moment of glory. But I... I Looking back on, you know, my hunts from this year, it's like, it's all the lead up to that that really is what fuels us, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once it's said and done, there's just kind of this heavy weight over you that's it's over now. Right. Yeah. You know? And I, I, and you were telling yeah. me that in that moment. And I don't think yeah. if you, I don't think if you wouldn't have said that, like, I don't know why, but I would have almost been like in the dumps a little. Yeah. Sure. Not, and I shouldn't be. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy, but it that's like the post- performance blues like performers will go play a show or whatever and afterwards they get super down right you get this huge high and then it's just like oh it's now it's over that's right. it this so mark mark was my little bit of emotional <laughs> coach yeah which i greatly appreciate oh thanks man yeah we we got it done before we get on to the death hike i want to talk about a move <laughs> that you've got my patent pending move yeah wh- wh- what'd you call it again so based on what i saw because this is what you did to the second buck and well, actually, I did it the next. No, that was on Monday. I shot the buck. I tried it out on Wednesday. When you were scouting for me. When we were scouting for you. I'm calling it the buck run. <laughs> yeah, you did with Jordan. Yeah, I did it with Jordan. <laughs> and so my theory is, obviously, bucks chasing does make a lot of noise running through the woods. They're breaking limbs. They're crashing. But they're also grunting as they do it. Just rah, a little bit. Rah, yeah. Rah, just every rah. so slightly. Yeah, your buck, if you listen to the footage, it's like, yeah. he's like nonstop. Whole that, way he's got to have yep. a hoarse voice by the end of it. And I'm sure other people have seen this too in the past while yeah, they're yeah. out hunting. So when I was with Jordan, I said, Jordan, stay here. I'm going to go do a little run. He goes, you're going to what? <laughs> I said, I'm going to go on a little jog. He's like, you're going to go jog through the woods? I'm like, yeah, just watch this. So <laughs> put the grunt tube right in my mouth, and I just take off jogging a little. And I'm snapping trees off, branches off trees. Yep. But then every so slightly, I'll give it a burk, burk. So crack, crack, Now, are you crack, putting burk. your hands like no. the antler dance no, no, on no. your head? No, 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 I'm not getting on all fours. <laughs> you know, it's a nice little trot. Yep. But if 
I see a dead branch, crack. You're cracking but, it. You know? And I would never do this during gun season. Right, you're going to get shot. I'm going to get shot. But, <laughs> you know, it was probably, in total, maybe like a 50-yard jog round oh, really? trip. So okay. 25 out, 25 back in a round. I walked a little bit, but it ended up working. We had a doe come in. Yep. There was a buck chasing her, and then we had two more does come in and a doe with a fawn. So, so nothing was disturbed in the area, even though you're I was around. running through the woods. Really? Yeah. So, well, well, is this a new tool in your tool, my your arsenal? deer hunting tool arsenal? I'll try it again. Would Especially you? because when we saw that second buck come through that was chasing the first pack, Yeah. all I had to do was rustle leaves. Right. And he looked. So you, it's a, the- it's a theory run. right now. Jared's buck run. Yeah, buck it, it turned that buck around on a dime. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. I'd never yeah. seen it before. I was like, oh. Sh- I think most people are too hesitant or too. We spend so cautious. much time trying to be quiet that. Yeah. Well, when, when to they just hear start that, thrashing like, oh, leaves <laughs> seems trying, completely you know? counterintuitive, but you heard the first group come in. That's yeah. exactly the sounds that they made. Loud. Why not make that same yeah. noise? I've always, you know, I've also heard of people walking to their stands, and as soon as they get up, yeah, as soon as they get up in their stand, they'll give a grunt. Yeah, so it's sounding like a buck. I going did that to cover area. Mark's pee. <clears throat> <laughs> Mark pees out out of the saddle with his patent pending Mark spin. I call it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, he's so loud. That was a loud pee. For what? The other time you peed, it was super quiet. I didn't even know you went. But that time was loud, so I'm like, well, I'm covering it up with a grunt. So I gave a couple grunts. It didn't. Uh, there were no deer around to see anyway. <laughs> too cold. Nowhere near us. <laughs> uh. That's all right. Anyway, so you kill the deer. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell what leads to the yes. death march? Yes, I will cover that. So we recover the buck yep. on the opposite side of the river from camp. Yep. Wait, how did you get across? Yeah, I always wondered that too. So, yeah, I had to be the engineer in the group here. Yep. And uh, I was born with a peanut in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, there's only two ways I can see this working, Jerry. Right. Either you take the deer across mm-hmm. and unload it yourself. <laughs> or you take me across and go back I, for the buck. Go back for the buck, and I help you unload it. I'm <laughs> like with the steep banks we have, I think it makes the most sense for to get help out of the canoe. Yes, right, to get yeah, out yeah. of the canoe, so I can help land the buck on the steep embankment, <laughs> yes. and dr- we can drag it up together. Drag them up because they're steep. But the bank I had dropped you off on, we decided was too steep to be able to get in, and it was kind of muddy, wasn't it? Yep. So I went down about you went down fifty yards. Or yes. so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I paddle back across, and by this time it's starting to get dark out. Oh, and we have no we have proper plan. equipment. No. We have no. You didn't have a head, knife. You didn't have anything. Headlamps. We were on we a river float. Yeah, you we figured we were going to make float. it back to camp in time to go out. Sunny afternoon cruise. Yeah, you yep. were going to go on a night lazy hunt river. Yep, yep. <laughs> lazy river. <laughs> it was a beautiful lazy river. We'll say that. <laughs> so there I am on the opposite side of the river again with the buck. I drag him down to the river. Yep. To the canoe. <laughs> I bear hug him pretty much. And flop him out of the canoe, and <laughs> his antler punctures the canoe. <laughs> Which, by the way, when you called, I was a little mad about. I'm I know like, you were. Damn man. it, that was a, a present. So there I am <laughs> with my finger in the, the hole. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the boy with his finger in the dike. And I let out a curse word, and I think Mark immediately knew it. Oh, I happened. knew immediately. Did you? Could yeah. you hear the pop? Uh, yeah, knew. no, I, I could, I could hear the pop, and it was immediately. You know followed. the story of the boy with the finger in the dike, yeah. right? Well, it turned out okay. For you know him. that story, Mark? I don't think so. The little Dutch boy put the his little, finger in the dike. Not, are you Dutch? No. Oh, clearly you're. You not, Dutch. not much. So, Jared, Jared, tell the, the little Dutch boy story. I don't know I that. Don't I don't know really either. Basically, 
He saves so Holland. Ne- he? The Netherlands, you know, the dikes are kind of like yeah. basically protecting the city from being. They decided, hey, there's an ocean here. Let's build a city, right? They build the dikes to keep the ocean out. This boy's walking along, sees a hole in the dike, and he puts his thumb in it, I think. Finger. Finger. His finger, finger in the dike. One of his digits. Boy put his finger in the dike. Yeah, and he, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah. wow! And so he saves bar. the town by keeping his finger in the dike till apparently I don't know the rest. I, I know there's a story. It's been so long. Anyways, we're, we're well. There dead. was only so long that Jared could keep his finger in the dike. So, <laughs> so I bust a hole in yeah. it, and I immediately say, "Hey, Mark, we got a problem. <laughs> the antler just punctured a hole in this thing, and I've got limited air in order to get to the other side." And it was probably a good minute of silence. I think both of us just trying to comprehend the situation yeah. that was going on. I had remembered that I had gaff taped a GoPro to the front. Yes. And I was like, reach for the gaff tape. And Is that see what it. that tape was, that gaff? Yeah, see, so if, could... see if you can gaff the hole shut. And he's like, it's too far away. I can't reach it. Right. <laughs> so it's either take my finger off and lose more air and try to un. Yeah, yeah, because you didn't have a pump or anything with you. No pump, no nothing. Yeah. So I... Left the buck on that side and paddled across with a whole half inflated canoe. With half inflated canoe and with your dike to which lighting air out. As he's pushing off, I say, "Talk to me the entire way." And I can't. I can't see him one bit because it's dark. You just hear me paddling. All I can hear. Well, it sounded to me like someone floundering for their life (laughs) (laughs) in the river. I've got the 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 kayak canoe, you know, the double paddle. Yeah, and I'm just like pushing water, just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, talk to me, man. I'm like, I'm coming. Where are you? <laughs> no, you didn't say a thing. All right. You did not and say a word until <laughs> you got to the other in. side. Dude, he was, was locked he was in the zone, in. and I'm paddling. And finally, I've started coasting, and you're like, talk to me. And I'm like, where are you? I'm over here. I'm like, I can't see him at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's pitch black at this point. Yeah, finally get to him, and super safe stuff. I got to ask, though, why didn't you guys just patch the hole? <laughs> <laughs> Because we didn't know there's a patch hole <laughs> in one of the seats. Yeah, there's a patch. Patch-tick. We found that out later. So, so we you pulled call me at this point we, after you get in. We call you and say, hey, James, we shot a buck. No, you didn't say that. You go, where's the patch kit? I'm like, why do you need a patch kit? You didn't kit? say that starting off. That was like the first thing you said. You didn't even say you shot a buck. You just I said it. I don't think that was There's the a hole in the – somehow you communicated there's a hole in the teepee, or the, the canoe. I'm like, ah, oh, come on. You know, would you oh, hit a rock? Yeah. And you're like, well, no, we shot a buck. And then I'm like, are you – this is like classic Jared humor. Like, are you messing with me? Like, which part yeah, is I do a joke? Mess a lot. And so I'm like, he's got to, he's got to be messing with me. And I, so I'm trying to figure out what part of this is serious and what part of it's a joke. Turns out both of it's serious. He both <laughs> shot a buck and popped the canoe. And so, anyways, you decide to leave it there and come back. To, to pick <sighs> yeah, me we up. left the canoe and decided to make the long treacherous hike, two, the two mile walk back to get us to go back down to get the canoe or and the buck to figure out a way to get to the figure canoe out a to way. the buck we get there we Which try our to plan was duct had, tape it we had two plans yes. plan a plan b <laughs> duct tape and waiters duct tape <laughs> yeah. did not stick too cold because it was it had, the temp had plummeted at this point yeah it, it was like 20 frozen. degrees colder than the waiters <laughs> we decided we're, uh, we're all like i'm not going in here's your buck you know yep. you go get it so jared throws him on he gets like a quarter of the way many tries up and down the river trying to find like a a bank or something to walk across it is deep it's and a he, deep and river. so you're thinking about many things we're like dude you, you can't there's, there's down tree halfway into the river maybe i can make it to the tree and then finally i'm like dude jared I cannot be responsible for you have you have several yeah. long young children. 
Yeah. And a wife who seems to care about you. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be respond. I don't want to be the one to be like, hey, Laurie. Uh, lost him to the waiters. Jared decided to go get his buck, and I don't know where. He floated somewhere. Yeah. He's uh, down in Iowa somewhere now. So we decide we're going to ca- take the boat back, right? We try to carry the boat out, and it's it's half inflated. We cannot carry it. it we could not carry the boat out. Fair to say, it would have been so. We decided impossible. We're like, this is. We have to go get the deer yet tonight. It was bending and in we're the middle. We're hearing coyotes howl as this happens. We're like, we can't leave the deer. We can't leave the deer there because we can hear the coyotes sounding off. We're like, we'll take part of the boat back. We'll go back get the boat tomorrow. We'll get the deer somehow. We'll drive around. I don't know how we're gonna figure out to get the deer tonight. As we're on our way back, I get a call from my wife who actually had given me the boat for my birthday, and she's like, "You get a hole in the boat. Well, why don't you patch it?" I'm like, well, you know, we don't have a patch kit. It's like, well, look in the back. They have these inflatable seats with pockets on the back. Yeah. <laughs> and there's one right in there. So anyways, Ugh. we decided not to patch it. We left it that night, and you got it in the morning, patched yep. it, and, and it all worked out. But that night, we decided that we had to drive around to figure out another way to get to the river. Drove around, made a, I don't know how many mile walk, up and down. We found the least hilly terrain. Because, again, you said there's a cornfield up above cliff basically yep. and then where you were we had to find the least cliffy way to get down there which we did took us probably four hours to get in and out at least would you say through the yeah, so prickers we, and ca- dragging that we, whole, started we can't the leave the spine out. out because it's wisconsin and they have cwd you gotta take the whole thing out we left when did we leave camp about 10 30 11 o'clock at night yep. yeah we got back at what two yeah because it was dark out around s- we got you and i mark got back to camp probably around six or six thirty mm-hmm. we, we had then some ma- food we got some food and then walked back down to the canoe with the waders. Had that whole debacle. Yep, which took another two hours. Yep. Our third time making third that two-hour, one-way, <laughs> two-mile, one-way trek yep. in the last two days. So then we had to go back up, mount up into the truck, and probably left around 10, 30, 11 o'clock yep. to then make the death hike. We called it the death hike. Because you should see my hands right now. All head, from you. Head high briars. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Head high briars. And you had to go. There's no way around. No them. way around. Down and then around following the river to the buck. Yeah. And we finally get there. Thankfully, my brother showed up. So we had five people mm-hmm. making this death hike. Finally I found a grunt tube on the way. Yeah, but right. that was just yeah you sweet. did. Yeah, it was a good grunt one. tube that never brought you it any luck. It didn't bring me any luck. Anyways. Gutted them out. Quartered them out. Well, we cor- took off the quarters, but we had to leave his, his middle together. Yes. We have to bring the spine back. Right. Mm-hmm. We had to drag a legless deer. Yeah. <laughs> two miles. the woods. <laughs> so there by we the are. Antlers. Two guys posting up, hauling the buck by the antlers. Two guys holding the front quarters. Yeah. And two, and a guy. Well, one guy was holding the two front quarters and two yep. guys were holding the back quarters. Right. It wasn't that bad. We just didn't have packs to, not everybody no, had packs. No, and the train was just. Why didn't we bring a pack? Not uh, ideal. Because I didn't really want to get blood on my pack that much. I, I don't know. I I had the poop quarter. Remember that poopy one? <laughs> my hands smelled like poop all night. That sucked. Sorry, man. Nicked it. Just you did. You bit. nicked that freaking I was in a hurry. Every time. Yeah. I so was in we, a hurry. We walked it back full. Of, my hands are, like I've been showing you guys, my hands just are a bloody mess from the bloody stumps of a hand. But we got them back, got them quartered. It was great. Now we gotta wait for those CWD tests before got, we eat those things. Got back to camp at one thirty. I thought it was closer to two. One thirty was it? Okay, well, we, that's were, not bad. we were in the TP around two. Yep. Yeah. After waking up at four in the morning. Yeah, and then we we almost pulled an all nighter, guys. We did. Yeah. That was almost an all twenty four hour. Needless to say, that buck is well earned. Yeah, we taste delicious. We put a lot of work into that one. Yeah. Although the hunt was short. If that CWD test comes back positive. (laughs) Uh, What do you do with the meat if it's CWD? 
You throw it away? That's what they recommend. But they give you another tag, so maybe it's a trip for Ooh. rifle season. That's right. <laughs> we could well, buy tags unused. You know, it's still good. But kind of going on that CWD positive testing, Mark, you bring up a you brung oh, up yeah. a very good point about that. Do uh, you remember talking about that? I'm trying to remember. That there, uh, that there you cut the top. Remember, it's spread, how it's spread. And oh, like, boy. That's a yeah, rabbit hole. I'm yeah. not sure I want to go down. but Too bad, man. <laughs> There's, it seems like cutting it up would also get you exposed to CD. Right. They say mm-hmm. if it's passed from cervid to cervid through saliva, urine, feces, yeah. these kind of things, mm-hmm. that if you know we're going about our normal practice of taking pictures, pu- pushing some tongues back in yep. mouths. Cutting and, the head off. Cutting the head right. off and touching bladders. Cut, yeah, all I mean, that stuff. You it wonder. seems like your exposure level is Much equal, if not greater, by handling the deer than it would be consuming, consuming meat. cooked meat. Yes. Yeah, that, that's but, which I think certain temperatures could could kill a lot of it. Right? I, I don't know that for certain, but I would assume. Don't quote me. I'm no, I'm no biologist. So moving on to the second topic I wanted to talk about was my epic failure this this week. <laughs> so I, Jared Jared kills Depends on how you define success. Yeah, that's right. I feel like it was a great success. I had a heck of a time. Great week. Would do it all over again even if it meant I didn't get a deer. Jordan would too. He Jordan just, would he too. just whispered that by the way. Yeah, I know. My the rest of the week was <laughs> dedicated to getting me a deer, right? So we uh the next day I sent Jordan and Jared out to scout for me. And me and Mark went and, and hunted the the same tactics we talked about last week. Different draws, pinch points, bed to food, food to bed. And the whole week we just, I feel like we were close. But it's we never like got one it. step behind. We were one step behind. Like one example was we went out the first night where it dropped like 20 degrees, 30 degrees. And it was, what, 5 degrees, 7 degrees at the, in the morning, something mm-hmm. like that. We were just sitting out. It gets to be about 930. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm cold. We had taken a path in. And I thought, let's get down. Let's walk further on the path and see if anything has moved. We haven't seen anything yet this morning. So we get down, probably walk half mile down the road or so, down this little path. Didn't see very much. We saw some some sign. Came back, and we, we saw what was 100% definitely buck sign. Buck sign that... Fresh snow. Fresh snow. Mm-hmm. Um, not only buck sign, but buck sign that went directly under our stand. You had peed three times in the stand. Three? Yeah, I think that was the first one was when they smelled it. (laughs) Today was the second one. There was a third one where you were loud when I grunted. Maybe. James remembers your peas. Yeah, I tried, anyways. I try to still stay well. <laughs> <laughs> so he he had peed, and the we followed the tracks, and the buck literally went right under our stand where he had peed, smelled it, Man. like clearly bounded once or twice, and then walked off. And we had missed him by maybe half an hour. If we had stayed in the, the, the stand a half an hour, we'd be telling maybe the story about how I shot a buck. So one lesson learned. Actually, I had learned that lesson before in my life, but I learned it again because <laughs> apparently I'm a slow learner. Stay in your stand. The rest of the week, we had we had just been. Was it ever your plan to s- stay in the stand the whole day? I've got to say, these it was our. I think our plan to do full day sits. Yeah. Every yeah. day. Yeah. But again, so you got to adjust to the circumstances. Yeah. And the last two mornings, we had single digits. This morning was zero degrees. Yeah, that was a cough. And if you're sleeping the in a teepee, and it's one thing to leave a house that way, but to leave a teepee, that's. Yeah, I think one of our biggest issues that we've got to address for next trip like this, if it's going to be similar conditions, is getting stuff dry. Dry. Yeah, dry my what if it was wet. raining? That was the you know what hardest, mean? hardest thing yep. was trying to muster up the courage to go into zero degree temperatures with wet damp gear. boots. Mm-hmm. Which we, we did. We did opted not to. We opted this morning to sleep in slightly, get up in the gray light, and go push where I saw that monster, monster buck, biggest buck of 
I've ever seen in my life. Didn't work out, but I feel like I, I like the idea of, of doing a push every now and then. It's one of those soft pushes where you let your, your scent kind of push them where you want them to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so today, we it, the, the rest of the week, we had Mark and I went hard, I would say. It was a grind. It was a grind. It was fun. I had a, I had a blast doing it. I loved, loved the deer hunt, but... I mean, we're supposed was... to be going over your failures, not the happy times. Oh, no. <laughs> failures are good. So the, the failure, first of all, was getting out of the stand too early. Shouldn't have done that. Second was, you know, like Mark alluded to before, we were thinking they were so deep and stuff and that our, our foot traffic was messing with them. I don't think it was that much. I think we were used to uh, the deer that are where we live. Right. And it's there's only, I guess, really one way to learn that in the new area is to experience it. But these deer were not bothered by people walking around. And they didn't. You didn't need to go way back deep to to get to them. You could, you could find them, a lot closer to the trail than you thought. In fact, the the best sign we found was right in the most highly trafficked area that mm-hmm. probably no one hunts for that reason. And they mm-hmm. probably figured that out. I'd agree. Lessons learned. We're we're now spending the rest. We're we're done hunting. Um, we're cleaning up tomorrow. Although I've been trying to convince these guys to let me go hunting tomorrow, and we're gonna head home with some lessons learned. We got some some venison hanging. Probably a little frozen. Yeah, it's very, it's hard as a rock out there. It's just been cold. Although this is actually, it's 27 degrees right now, and it's warm. I feel, I'm feeling the outside of the tent, and it's not frozen. This morning we woke up, or the teepee, and you touch the side, you can hear everything crack all the way up from all the ice (laughs) and the condensation. Yeah, my Nalgene bottle sitting to about, like, almost right by the edge of the teepee teepee. was frozen solid. All the way through. Yeah. Yeah, that's why you, like, when you're sleeping, you're back. You just gotta keep turning because whatever side's facing the uh, the edge. Yep. Got to rotisserie that thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> to prevent from being frozen <laughs> rather than heat. So guys, I think we we about wrap it up here. But I want to start uh, end with concluding thoughts. Like you know, what what's some takeaways that you have from this trip? What are your thoughts, Jared? Let's start with you. Can I pass? No. No, I mean, like, I don't want to go first. Why can't you go first? He's oh. stoking the fire. <laughs> stoking the fire. <laughs> oh yeah, we get we're in the teepee right now. All right, Mark, you want to go first? Yeah, I would say for me, this is my first out-of-state public land hunt. And, I mean, I'm operating camera, but I think I've had to endure many of the same hardships as you guys have. And uh, I think being flexible, you know, the whole expectation versus reality thing. (laughs) I get stuck in that a lot where it's like, you know, the two weeks leading up to this that I was committed to going with you guys we were talking about the hot rut action yeah and, you know mm-hmm. it's gonna be buck city rut fest <laughs> and i i think <laughs> we i think we maybe set expectations a, a little too high for yep. what the reality of the circumstances were it's gonna public be public land you know yeah exactly i don't know i think yeah just being flexible and adjusting as you go not you know having a a plan going in but being able to modify it to the circumstances you see when you hit the ground because ultimately that information is king yeah and just enjoy every bit of it you know it was super fun this week i had one of the most memorable weeks i think i've had in the woods hunting with you guys so i i greatly appreciate you having me along and we're gonna have some more part of the team together i think yeah 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 we're excited to have you you have brought a a willingness to go that is very refreshing because not everybody has that. Because a lot of people are like, day f- five, it's zero degrees. I'm not going out and doing another f- couple mile push. Or, you know, I've set, I've taken down and set up my uh, tree saddle X amount of times in the last ten days or five days or whatever. I don't want to do it again. So that that's been that's been huge. Uh, keeps morale high and, and it makes it fun. 
Uh, which is the whole reason why we're doing it because it's fun and, and respectful and everything else. But I, I gotta say my uh, my biggest takeaway from this whole trip is that during a rut hunt, like any, you just you never you can't. You, you talked about expectations, like you can't know what to expect, right? Because we we expected at some point me to see some good ruck action, and we we saw a little bit of chasing and stuff. But at the same time, Jared goes out first morning and, and ridiculous, like the woods erupts, right? So he's just in the right place at the race time, um, and I think the that's what the rut is anything can happen you just have to be out there and maybe you'll get skunked and maybe you won't but if you're not out there you won't know yeah results mm-hmm. aren't definitely tied to the amount of effort put forth you yeah. know you can yeah, right. you can grind it out all week long and yep. end up skunk city yep or you can skunk step city step into the woods and have one come charging at you <laughs> <laughs> five yards five yards and smoke them shwack take em. advantage what about you jared you ready yeah Obviously, this is probably just a no-brainer one, but just plan. Plan. There's a lot of planning that goes into trips like this. Man. Having backups to your backup. There's always a phrase that I like to tell James is two is one and one is none. I, mean, I feel like you, you took that from one of our guests, but it's, no, cool. I've been saying it longer than he is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Navy SEAL quote. Yep. It's just having you know that the redundancy factor, kind of talking about what I talked about before, is even though you think you have – the best spot laid out going into there if nothing's going on there like if that's your only spot then you're you're stuck you're screwed yeah but if you have multiples obviously you're going to be set up for a well, higher if, higher if you look at our hunt wise maps they're littered with spots yeah it's it's littered like everywhere, i've got like a so. hundred spots now especially after this week yeah i just keep throwing spots in yep so my uh one of them would be planning and then capitalize on opportunity because you might not have it throughout and the just goes to show, like if I had if I had not shot that buck, we we wouldn't have a deer down in deer camp. We'd be two buckless youpers. We'd be loafers. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Escanaba. All right, well guys, we're gonna hit the hay, and thanks for everybody for listen to everybody for listening in. We'll uh, we'll see you next week. Everybody, thanks again for listening to this episode. Uh, if you want to go over and hit subscribe to wherever you're listening to this podcast, that'd be great. It really help us out. And if you want to follow us along more, check out our Instagram page at Boga Hunting. Thanks.